Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. Guys being dudes. Yeah, we just gotta keep pounding, you know? Just keep pounding. Gotta keep pounding. Joe's a big fan of keep pounding these days. Keep on pounding. You never want to stop pounding. You might want to revise that statement. Comes across a little more. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never stop pounding, kids. You heard it here first. <laughs> This guy's being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and Fan Reg Sports, joined as always by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting and also with Fan Reg Sports. We are your hosts here on a Wednesday hump day edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. We're here to get into some of the news and notes of the NFL Draft, get into some of these underclassmen declarations and talk about some of the other football storylines that have been going on in recent days. Kyle, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Joe. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day. No no football this Saturday to look forward to, though. Yeah, unless, I mean, Army snapped the streak last year, so, you know, it's uh, not. Listen, I need a day full of football for it to count. (laughs) <laughs> no, I hear you. I'm looking for a day full of, of uh, working on scouting reports. Uh, yeah, you know what, that, that is kind of the, the silver lining here is this is the first, like, Saturday that I can really sit down from, like, start to finish, take all day, see if I can't crank out, like, eight or ten of them throughout the course of the day, and um, hopefully things go smoothly on that front. We get to knock the rust off a little bit. You know, everything's yeah. been... Uh, kind of small doses so far because we've been doing it throughout the the end of the season. So it it should be a good time. Lots of tweets and takes will fly, I'm sure. Yeah, it's that time of year, man. Getting these uh these draft guides together, and and we've uh, I know that we're both very excited about the uh, the product that oh, we're yeah. going to be rolling out here early April. And uh, Joe, you're just kind of should be our best work this yet. year. Oh my God! Did it ever? Yeah, big thanks to my buddy Ben Solak for all of his work. Uh, he really made he brought to life some of the ideas that I had, and then both you and I have some great uh, process type adjustments that we're making, yes, and uh, it's going to be a good deal. You can you can go ahead and buy it. You can go ahead and buy the draft guides. Twenty dollars get you uh, both 
my 2018 NFL draft scouting portfolio and Kyle Krabs 2018 NFL draft prospectus. That's 600 scouting reports that we have traveled the United States to get information for. Well, did you uh, say only for did, 20 did bucks? You, did you say 20 bucks? I, I did. That's it, I that, did. dude. That's like a, a half decent meal. That's like <laughs> one really good meal at Chipotle. That's all that is. What What are you eating at Chipotle? That costs twenty bucks. Uh, it, yeah, do you get three burritos? Are you that guy? <laughs> I was gonna say, listen, we've talked about this before. I can put some food down. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. We, we've got to stop everything right now, Kyle. What is the most burritos that you've ever went through the line at any given place and ordered? Have you hit three at Chipotle, or do like gas stations count? No, I, it's got to be like Moe's, Chipotle, Q. Oh, okay, yeah, two. Two. Yeah. I've had two. That's I've doubled it. down. When, back when Mo Monday was $5 burritos, I, I doubled down. Yeah. You know, they, they wised up on that, though, real quick, didn't they? Yeah, I, I ruined it. I think I personally <laughs> you, ruined you, it for everybody. Yeah, you, you <laughs> sucked out that whole revenue stream. Yeah. That's it. Game over, man. That one that one's on me. Five bucks used to get you the burrito, the chips, and the drink. Out the door, $5 bill. Throw it on the counter, you walk out. Now it's five fifty-five, and you don't even get the drink. Yeah, that's yeah. that's rough. To be fair, you'd probably just spill it anyway. For, 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 for new listeners of the show, very Joe has a very long and extensive track record of spilling drinks anywhere we go together. I'm sure. I think this is yeah, like no, three I, straight times we've gone like been together in person, and you've spilled a drink. But you, but you never any other time. Like I am, I'm not a spiller. <laughs> Any other time except for those three freaking occasions with you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, over our time together, which will probably be pretty regular starting January through yeah. through the end of April, yeah. uh, that there will be some spills in our futures. Well, listen, speaking of time together, do we just want to get the bet out of the way? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to pretend like we didn't remember that Saquon Barkley yeah. isn't, a, is a, isn't a Heisman <laughs> finalist. Yeah. What, I mean, what do I say? Is this a, do you want a speech or just kind of acknowledgement here? What do you want here, Kyle? You don't have to say anything. You know, I'm the one that's got to come clean here. Okay. No, I, I Go got ahead. overconfident taking a stance too early in the season. That's all, that's all there is to it. Um. Penn State offensively really struggled to move the ball consistently on the ground. They faced some some really tough run defenses that really put the screws on them, and, the, and Penn State didn't do a great job of adjusting and dropped a couple games. Um, personally, if it's me, a guy that's got over 2,100 all-purpose yards and 22 touchdowns is a Heisman finalist, but um, apparently the nation doesn't think so. So um, I look forward to... Greeting you in January, Joe, with the Baker Mayfield handlebar mustache and toe. Yeah, and I and I'm very thankful to not have to invest my time in watching season one of Game of Thrones. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, Kyle, I, I I thought that you had a decent stance here. Like it made a lot of sense coming with you know your angle of all right, it's going to be Baker, Saquon, Bryce Love. But I just said, okay, I get the field like yeah. any other result, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. Yeah, and. I mean, put, it is what put it a is. W in the column. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm expecting now you're probably going to get. Not that I'm. Uh, there's no more wagers here. We're done with the Heisman in 2017. It's it's probably Baker, Bryce, uh, Lamar, and then Saquon, with Rashad Penny. I guess would be the five, just because it seems like the national media really doesn't give two craps about any of the group of group of six schools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what's the next? The next competition is bowl pick 'em, right? Where I'm defending back-to-back titles. There. Listen, would you relax? You're tooting your <laughs> no. own horn here nonstop. Yeah. Thanks. You Last know, I, checked, Kyle, I, I have a good amount of wins in my win column as well. I, I I only I am only counting one. I am counting the first Thanksgiving Day plate when you had the first pick and snatched up pumpkin pie and took home with the W. Okay. I, I don't I don't have what, any other wins. What though. about the draft contest? The oh, NET the prop scouting. Bets? Yeah. The prop okay. bets. Yeah, you got the prop okay, bets. Okay, I got the prop bets. So it's what, four two now? Uh I'm taking how I have Halloween. Halloween candy. I, I have two uh um bull pickums. Two bull pickums. I have the the fourth of July barbecue plate. Okay. 
I have this one, the Heisman wager. And I have, I mean, did we forget that I had the most accurate mock draft in the entire world in, in April? Or is that, is that not in the official Joe Kyle wager type thing? I mean, we can count that. That's, I mean, I would like to okay, count so, that as kind of a win for just the brand instead of you holding over my head. But that's cool. You know, it's fun. You, you, you do you and no, I'll do me. No, and, no, um, no. Okay. All right. All right. I'll take that. It's for the brand. It's for the brand. So I got 5-2. I'm 5-2 you know, and 2 on you. You know what? That, that is the hardest thing about being the quote-unquote bad guy of this duo. Like, Joe, you are genuinely <laughs> – you, you are No, a, I love that you recognize that. You're a likable guy, right? Like – I don't know how anybody can come away with any interaction that anybody's ever had with you, except for maybe some of the Patriots fans over the course of the past couple of days, and say, <laughs> man, that guy's an idiot. Like, you're a super chill, laid back, very friendly guy. I am not. And I, I understand right. and recognize that. And that's probably the hardest thing is knowing that there's people out there that probably just see Kyle's plate and Joe's plate, and people just click Joe's plate out of spite. I know that's there's a, a handful of people a, out there that are out there. You know the, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And I, I think it is interesting because I don't think we've ever talked about this openly. So this is this is interesting. I, I think it is true. You are the bad guy of this duo. And um, I, for me, I just – I don't want the fight. You know what I mean? I just don't want it. I don't care enough to, to just like argue with people on end and, and really just kind of like, you know, drive things into the ground or whatever. So – uh, you know, I think I, I, I gain I gain fans and, and they stick. And, uh, you know, you open yourself up for, for some of the uh, the spears, if Dude, you being, will. Being a bad guy is fun sometimes, though. It's like poking the bear. Like, you're going to get people that swing at you a little bit. And you might get a couple of zingers. I've gotten a couple of zingers in my life that you just you just have to tip the cat. And, you know, maybe you give it a, a favorite on Twitter and then move on with your life. But you really can't say anything back. Um but it's fun to swing back sometimes. It's 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 an underrated piece, Joe. I would love to see you try it once. Be a dick one time. It'd be great. Uh, so I mean, I've I've went back at people, but it's it's not it's not ever like Kyle Crab style. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's part um, of the brand. It's part of the brand. We'll see. We'll see the Kyle Crab. <laughs> and people don't even see the most of it. You know what I mean? Like I have this front row seat to. Uh, to all of your thoughts, yes, <laughs> the ones that are are and are not published, yes, and uh, so uh, if people only knew, I guess we can leave it at that. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a wise idea to just leave it at that. Joe, do you have do you, do you have a number for us, please, so we can move on? Oh yeah, man, and I'm thinking about the rest of this show, and we are just going to take craps on things left and right. So this this will be the uh, the <laughs> raise your glasses, be fun folks. Here, we'll here start... goes our professionalism. It is. Uh, so we are 140 days away from the 2018 NFL draft, and my number here is 140, and that is the record for the fewest points scored in a 16-game season, the honors being the 1992 Seattle Seahawks, who went 2-14 and and scored 140 points. That's less than nine points per game, folks, across 16. Yeah, can you run that by me one more time? They scored how many points? 140 in 16 <laughs> games. How is that even humanly possible? Well, it starts by having a collective 48.3% completion percentage from your two quarterbacks mm. who started all of the games. That That certainly helps with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of nine touchdowns and 23 interceptions, and we are talking about the dynamic quarterbacking duo of Stan Gelbaugh and Kelly Stouffer. And um, I think that's probably why most of you guys who aren't Seattle Seahawks fans have never heard of those guys, because that is terrible, my friends. Joe, there's so much to unpack here. First of all, um, you did them too much credit. It's 8.8 points per game. I said less than nine. It's 8.8. We need an exact number here. They had one, two, three, four, five. Thank God they got hot at the end of the year. Because in their first ten games, they had uh, three, seven, ten, seventeen, a whopping seventeen. 
six zero zero ten three and three. So they scored <laughs> twenty two points, twenty two total points in a six game consecutive stretch in the year of nineteen ninety two. This is not nineteen forty five football. This is nineteen ninety two. Twenty two yeah. points. Um, one of my favorite uh, counterpoints to this is there. Every team in the NFL right now has scored a minimum of 176 points. Of course, 176 being scored by the Cleveland Browns. And uh, these guys won two games, which is pretty remarkable, considering how anemic this offense was. Pretty remarkable also that they had a 1,000-yard rusher in Chris Warren, uh, who actually averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Maybe they should have just fed him the ball like more, because uh, he, he at least got... St- the chains moving, it seemed, with, with a decent average and a decent total for the year. But this is putrid, man. Oh, my Lord. Joe, they had they had turnovers in 15 of 16 games. Let me correct that. They had multiple turnovers in 15 <laughs> of 16 games. Multiple turnovers in every game except for one. This is bad. They had one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven games with less than 100 yards passing. They had two games with less than 90 yards of total offense. You know what's remarkable? Their offensive coordinator, Larry Kennan, he did not get fired. He was their coach for two <laughs> more seasons. Two, two more seasons he was the offensive coordinator. I mean that that wouldn't that wouldn't happen in this day and age. Uh, you're gone. No, you're done. I mean, yeah, you're you're totally done. I mean, this is uh, this is incredible. Yep. They had yep. six turnovers in a game, and then followed it up the next week with another four. <laughs> they had fifteen turnovers in four games in a four game stretch. Remarkable, Joe. They went. My, they went plus three in turnover differential in three separate games and lost the game. They're bad. This is this is historically bad. Man, Hall of Famer Cortez Kennedy. I was just going to say, I, now I'm scrolling down looking at like the full roster. Like, who are names on here that like, oh, I'm happy that this guy got a chance to win some football games. Cortez Kennedy, 14 yeah. sacks on this team, 92 <laughs> tackles. Defensive tackle with 92 tackles and 14 sacks. Yep, stud. Eugene Robinson's a good football player. He's a safety yes, for them. He seven had seven picks. seven picks, and he had, he had some good seasons down the stretch. He's actually a pretty prominent guy here in the Charlotte area, coaches a, a local high school football team. Oh, look at you getting the plug in. Yeah. How about John Casey? Yeah, good kick. Young John, yeah. young Another John Casey. Panther. <laughs> so. They had 14 touchdowns on the season. <laughs> and one of them was a fumble return. They had 13 offensive touchdowns. Not going to win a lot of football games like you this, man. You are not going to win a lot of football games this way. Joe, thank you so much for bringing this to the table. This well, hey, hey, this, after you... This immediately erases all the pain of losing the bet. Well, I'm I'm glad to help, and I'm glad to bounce back after you were seemingly disappointed with my 142 decibels. Oh on yeah, Monday. this is much better. This right. is this is infinitely better. Glad I stepped it up. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. 
You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Should we should we grab the glasses? It's time. Everybody oh, raise your look. glasses. Listen, all I've got is a finger and a glass here. Okay? I got bourbon tonight. We are gonna raise our glasses, Joe. I'm gonna take the honors here. It's time for our weekly segment to pour one out, and we are gonna pour one out for common sense. Because Rob Gronkowski and Juju Smith Schuster were each levied one game penalties for transgressions this past weekend by the NFL. Uh, If you're not familiar, you live under a rock. Rob Gronkowski was frustrated that the refs were calling, quote, the craziest stuff on him, man, and just, like, totally didn't know what to do. So he felt it was inappropriate after an interception in which Trey White picked off the ball, was laying with his body touching out of bounds on his belly to charge, collect himself, and drop himself on top of a defenseless player and elbow him in the back of the head, giving him a concussion. By the way, Rob Gronkowski was not kicked out of this football game and was levied a one-game suspension, which he uh, he actually appealed yesterday on Tuesday. That takes some balls, huh? You know what? <laughs> that, that pro wrestling move that I dropped, that people's elbow to the back of Trey, uh, Trey's head, I'm going to appeal that suspension. One game. Meanwhile, Juju Smith-Schuster is playing wide receiver in a big-time rivalry game against the Cincinnati Bengals, a game that has been very well-renowned for its physicality. I am not making any excuses for any inappropriate contact or or personal foul penalties or blows to the head. And uh, the run is bounced outside, and Juju Smith-Schuster steps down from his wide receiver position and puts his right shoulder pad directly into the center of Vontez Burfick's chest. Crackback block. Catches him directly in the center of the chest with his shoulder pad. Now, there's some incidental contact because Juju Smith-Schuster's head is attached to his shoulders. Unfortunately, he did not have enough time in the live action of the play to take his head off of his shoulders, place it neatly on the ground so that there would ensure there was no helmet-to-helmet contact here. And this incidental contact uh, did not initially draw a flag until Juju Smith-Schuster taunted a uh, injured Vontez Perfect on the play, and then a penalty flag was thrown. Um, this by the book, you know, if you want to split hairs and talk about helmet-to-helmet contact okay, I can see you justifying. I still think that's ticky-tack. I think that's a clean block. There was no intent to hit directly in the head. He did not lead with the crown of his helmet. He led with his shoulder, and he put his shoulder directly in between the numbers on Vontez Burfick's chest. Unless you want guys to start diving at belly buttons, there's always going to be some semblance of a helmet-to-helmet collision unless you start diving and leaving your feet. In which case, now you're leading with the crown of your helmet, and that's going to be a problem. So, Juju Smith-Schuster is outweighed by Vontez Burfick by probably 25 pounds at a minimum. So, if he comes in light or lackadaisical, Vontez Burfick's going to run right through him. Juju Smith-Schuster makes a good football play, decides to throw a heavy block, connects flush on a heavy block, and there's incidental helmet contact on the play. And he also receives a one-game suspension from the NFL, which is nonsense. These two are not even close to the same caliber of violations, and they get equal suspensions from the NFL, which just blows my mind, because one of these is a blatant, egregious after-the-whistle incident. The other one is a live-action play that by the book, the block thrown is clean until there's incidental contact in the helmets, and I still think that's a soft call. Pour one out, folks, because that makes no sense at all. That is egregious, sir. Um, My pour one out here is going to be Mr. 
Ben McAdoo, former head coach of the New York Giants, who less than 24 hours after saying, and I quote, I'm going to coach this team as long as my key cards work, uh, was fired. His key card was shut off and deactivated. And after the two intense starts to the season, the Giants let him go uh, just, you know, just a few days after benching Eli Manning in favor of playing Geno Smith, who is at best a backup quarterback in this league, snapping his consecutive start streak of 210 for absolutely no reason. The only reason you don't play Eli Manning at every snap this season is to get a look at Davis Webb. And when they didn't even have Davis Webb active for this game, it said everything that you needed to know about how poorly they've brought him along and got him ready for the opportunity to play this season. Uh, I've talked to some of the beat reporters that cover the Giants on a day-to-day basis and uh, Davis Webb didn't even get reps in, in camp uh, in preseason with the ones or, or, or within the structure of the offense. He was a scout team quarterback and uh, their inability to have him even ready to, you know, somewhat confidently run this offense. Snapping Eli Manning's start streak is putrid. Ben McAdoo's been over his head all season. Last year was a complete anomaly. Uh, with their 11 and five record, I mean that defense really carried this team, uh, and uh, you know they've suffered a lot of injuries there, and it's not playing up to the caliber it did last year. And offensively, obviously the injuries have have taken a major toll. But uh, Ben McIndoe, you can just tell you, you kind of get a feel for somebody and the way they talk and interact. He, he's over his head, uh, and, and he's gone. And let's pour one out for Ben McAdoo. I don't think this guy gets another chance to be a head coach in the NFL. You know what makes me most angry about this is that we decided that it was time for Ben McAdoo to go, and we waited until he did something so desperate in benching Eli Manning that like this, this streak is over. This was a great streak, a really impressive yeah. streak. 210 games, right? Unbelievable! You only play sixteen a year. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it it was I think twelve and a half, thirteen years, something like that. Uh, forgive me, I'm not a math major, but you know, for for it to have to get to that point, and then for them to turn around now and say, "Eh, you know what? Sorry, Ben. Like, time to go," and like you, you'll never get that back. Yep. And all you really had to do is let Eli finish out the season. Like, if you want to start evaluating what you got, start putting players in in the the third quarter when you're getting boat raced by 28 points. You know, you don't have to start with somebody fresh. Like, Eli Manning won you two Super Bowls. He gave his heart and soul to this franchise and organization for years. And a guy that's on a sinking ship trying to save his own job yanks him. I mean, it's just disrespectful as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Disgusting. Pathetic, disgusting. The only thing that way it made sense is if it was Davis Webb and uh, to put Geno Smith in is just, just <laughs> reprehensible. I mean, really, I mean, just, just an awful, awful, awful job. 50,000 passing yards, six Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, yeah, he's earned the right to be the starting quarterback for this team. Yeah, and, until, uh, until, until he decides not to be anymore. Player. Yeah. It's like when, right. when it's right. either when the contract's up and we said, you know, thank you so much for bringing us two Lombardi trophies, but, you know, we think it's time for us to move on. Or when Eli says, hey, guys, it's been fun, but I'm going to ride off into the sunset. Like, those are the only two conditions in which this should have broke. And um didn't With happen you, that way. So um, let's let's talk about some happy things here on the show, Joe. You know, it is hump day, so we're 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 getting closer to the end of the week. So that light at the end of the tunnel is getting bigger. Um, maybe we talk about some some underclassmen declarations. How's that sound? Yeah, we've sure, surely, absolutely starting to get. Surely, of the eight guys that have declared, there's some folks that we can say some nice things about, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off here, Joe? Well, I was just going to kind of rip off the list of, of guys that, you know, are confirmed either by the university or by the player themselves. There's some speculation on a lot of other players, but, 
you know, we're only concerned about the stuff that we know for sure. Uh, that being uh, Miami running back Mark Walton, Texas safety Deshaun Elliott, Pittsburgh wide receiver Kadri Henderson, Texas cornerback Holton Hill, Colorado cornerback Isaiah Oliver, Texas offensive tackle Connor Williams, Florida State safety Derwin James, and South Carolina tight end Hayden Hurst. There's some good football players in this group, Joe. Why don't you go ahead and, get, and give yeah. us your opinion on one of these guys, and then I'll, I'll, I'll counter one back at you. Yeah, first, first guy that uh, the timing was really good. I was looking for uh, my next evaluation and, and found out that Isaiah Oliver, the cornerback from Colorado, was going to declare, and I immediately got started with the tape. And uh, he's a good football player. Um, six foot 190, tremendous ball skills, really good awareness and zone coverage does well to squeeze routes and uh, play through the receiver's hands at the catch point. I mean, really, really good ball skills, really good zone corner. I like his ability to flip his hips and run vertically uh, with receivers. I don't like when he has to uh, cover an in-breaking or an outbreaking pattern. He's got some false steps and uh, uh, tends to give up a lot of cushion out of those breaks. And so um, you get a little bit worried about some of his man coverage skills. But if you're looking for a guy that's going to play in a, in a cover three, cover two type role, uh, it's going to be aggressively attacking the football. I think you, you have a really nice coverage corner here in Oliver. Uh, he doesn't show the physicality that I love. You know, I don't think you're going to want him doing a lot of stuff in press. He's got really balanced footwork, but you know, he doesn't, use his hands well enough to get a jam at the line and consistently, uh, you know, kind of stalk those routes early, but I like his balance. So he crowds routes early, but you know, in terms of him getting his hands involved, it's not really there. And, uh, you know, I don't love him necessarily as a D gap defender. So, um, he he'll tackle when he has to, but he's, he's awfully selective. I'll say that about him. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of experience, which is also interesting. You know, he played behind some pretty good cornerbacks, up until this year, and uh, he's only started 15 games. He only started five games going into this season, so he doesn't have you know a world, uh, a ton of experience. But he did have a really solid year this year. He you know he's sticky in, in those situations where he's not having to really kind of run with guys on on cuts. So I like him. I don't think he's necessarily a, a first round talent for me, just because I think he's lacking in terms of. Uh, his run support and and some of his man coverage skills. But uh, if you want a zone corner, you know, I think on day two, you can get a really nice one in uh, Isaiah Oliver. How would you compare him to uh, Akello Witherspoon? Um, As far as on the field, because well, I, know, I know there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's same tier of a, of a player? Because I know you, I like you liked Akello last year. Yeah, I like I like the Kello. I think they have similar strengths. Um, I think he's got a lot cleaner feet than the Kello Witherspoon. Um, he doesn't have the length the Kello Witherspoon had, um, and uh, similar type ball skills. But Kello Witherspoon's one of the worst D gap defenders I've ever seen, and Isaiah Oliver is is at least fifty percent better. I mean, honestly. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's he really excels in a few of the key areas that Akella Witherspoon didn't, and uh, uh, I'm a lot more comfortable with Isaiah Oliver's evaluation than I was Akella Witherspoon. And Witherspoon's a guy that I liked a lot more than you did, but um, his flaws are not nearly as bad as Witherspoon's. Well, here I was hoping we were going to keep things positive, and you just called Akella Witherspoon the worst D gap defender you've ever seen. So. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm wrong either. So <laughs> no, I, yeah, I can tell you this: you're you're probably not wrong. So. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about Derwin James, shall we? Derwin made it official yesterday. Uh, he's actually sitting out the Florida State Bowl game. Can't, I find it really hard to believe that uh, Derwin doesn't want to play. You know, who are they playing? Who's Florida State playing? Some, some nonsense bowl game. So while your producer's looking up who Florida State plays in their bowl game, Derwin's skipping the bowl game. And he's beginning his preparations for the 2018 NFL Draft. He's officially coming out. Uh, I had watched Derwin over the weekend. And Derwin, uh, I like Derwin. I think there's going to be much ado about the versatility that Derwin played with um, that's going to throw some people off. I think some people aren't going to be necessarily confident in slotting him in any one particular role. Um I'm, I am plenty confident with Derwin James playing strong safety in a traditional role at the NFL level. Uh, big-time tackler. 
He's at his best in coverage as far as I'm concerned uh, when he gets the opportunity to uh, drop down, kind of be like a robber role in the middle of the field. Uh, There he can still make a high amount of impact on the running game with his tackling skills and his burst and length. You're not asking him to be the absolute line, last line of defense, which is where sometimes he can get a little shaky because he gets uh, over-aggressive, right? So uh, he can protect himself from, from being too aggressive with his angles because he's not the last guy at the line of scrimmage. And uh, Derwin's got nice ball skills. He hasn't found a lot of good ball production at the college level yet, but um, that is something that uh, I think if when he's tracking the ball and challenging the ball, he does really, really well. Uh, so Derwin's probably going to be a guy for me. Um, really rare athletic ability and size combination for, for his position. Um, Obviously, you know, when when you account for some of the other things that we do in our assessments, like you know, how many years is he a starter, how many games has he started, what kind of experience does he have, what kind of production does he have, uh, those metrics for him because of the way he was used and because uh, he is a redshirt sophomore, uh, only had a chance to start, I believe, 23, 22, 23 games throughout the course of his career, uh, those things are going to drag down a score a little bit. But this is a guy I expect to be – Challenging for a top 20, top 25 spot on my 2018 draft board when it's all said and done. Uh, I like the decision to come out. Uh, Florida State's going to be a program going through some some flux next year. So uh, this makes a lot of sense for Derwin, who entered the year as a, as a very highly regarded prospect. And uh, I, he got dogged on a little bit, but I still really like his tape. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. So, you know, one thing with Derwin is some of his perceived struggles this year. And, you know, this is a kind of an interesting opportunity to talk about valuation and evaluation. Right. Uh, you know, is this somebody, Kyle, I know that you're, you're fresh off of his tape. And I've, you know, I've seen him a few times this year, but are you thinking that this is a player that has top 10 potential in terms of being actually drafted in that area? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Just because, especially if he comes in and he tests really well, um, guys are going to see you know, his presence in the secondary. My, my comp for him is Cam Chancellor as far as uh, where I think his role's most favorable and he's a very dynamic athlete where Cam was kind of regarded as um, not quite as dynamic. He can't, can't turn and run with guys. Derwin can turn and run. Derwin can hit. Derwin can tackle. Derwin's uh, very good in tighter spaces with his tackling habits to kind of square guys up. It's when you get him out in space, he can be a little risky sometimes. Um so you take that and you take the length that he has and the burst that he has. Some people may want to try him at free safety. I ultimately think... Uh, his best home would be at strong safety where you're, you're not playing him 20 yards away from the line of scrimmage. Um, but if a team's looking for that, maybe like where Jamal Adams went last year would be like his kind of ceiling where like back end of the top five, like I could see a team value valuing him as far as the actual draft somewhere between like five and 12, pretty realistically. Yeah. Uh, just just given the athletic gifts that he has as a player. It'll be interesting. It's funny this year when just kind of fielding early questions from people that ask me, this is a thirsty collective fan base that uh, not necessarily of any team, just kind of across the board that are looking for these you know, true f- center field type free safeties. 
And so it uh, seems like there's a big need for that. And so that's something we'll have to pay attention to as we continue our work in, in, in projecting which safeties are going to be able to fit that type of a, a role. Um, Kyle, the next guy I want to talk about here is Pittsburgh wide receiver Kadri Henderson, who recently declared. And uh, this was an interesting one, not one that I was necessarily expecting. Um, he's a small guy. Uh, Pittsburgh's official website lists him at 5'8", 190. Uh, I, I, I was credentialed for two games, two Pittsburgh games this year, Duke and Virginia Tech. And on uh, the roster that they gave the media at both of those games, they have him listed at 5'8", 190. So uh, he's probably 5'8", and he's somewhere between 170 and 190. So he is a little dude. And uh, what he does well is return punts and kicks. Very outstanding in those areas. Uh, for his career, he has four kick return touchdowns, three punt return touchdowns, averages 26 yards per kick return and 13.4 yards per punt return. So he can do that for you. He's had some good moments as a space player on offense where you know, there's some designed touches for him to catch the ball quick or even on a jet sweep or something like that where he's been able to produce. But you know, from a receiver perspective, he's not had a lot of production and uh yeah, he's had fairly competent quarterback play at Pittsburgh. You know, Nathan Peterman last year, uh, this year Danucci, um, Pickett, even uh, Max Brown. Those are all viable college quarterbacks, and his his receiving production has been pretty poor. He only has 45 catches for 473 yards in you know 20 something games, 25, 26 games. Uh, so you know, I don't know that this is a guy that's going to be very useful within structure of offense in the, in the NFL, you know, so if you're looking for a return guy and, and, and maybe some, some space stuff, uh, you know, this, this is an interesting player, but you know, he doesn't check a lot of the physical size type boxes or, or really any of them. And uh, he's, he's somewhat of a niche player. So this will be interesting. You know, if he goes out and runs and the four threes, you know, somebody will snatch him up and give him a chance and see what he can do. But uh, you know, I think, I think the best thing that Kadri can do from between here and now is is get ready to run a really fast forty yard dash because that's going to be his ticket. Yeah, and and I will say the dude can fly, right? Like, uh, yeah. I had a chance to see him last year in Miami, and then I had a chance to see him against North Carolina this year. So between the two of us, we've seen uh, four games of of Pitts. Like, actually, I saw him in the uh, the bowl game too last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, pinstripe, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know, we've had a chance to see five games of pit between the two of us. Uh, dude can fly. He's got wheels. Uh, Joe, in the pre-show, the, when this name came up, uh, the thought that came to my head was Demarcus Ayers, who was a wide receiver from Houston, uh, kind of played in that spread style uh, that, that Houston's been playing as of late when they had Greg Ward there. Uh, he declared early, I believe it was 2015 or 2016, and he went undrafted. 2016, he went undrafted, and um, he had really made his hay as a return specialist and uh, went undrafted, kind of latched on with the Steelers, played in two games, caught six throws, uh, and is now with the Chicago Bears, who everybody and their mother knows is super thirsty for wide receivers, and he's logged no catches this year. So, I mean, that's I, I, that's the worst-case scenario, I think, for Quadri is nobody bites on him as a return specialist with an af- actual draft pick. Um, I, I think he has more value in the return game than what you would get from Ayers, but Ayers was also 5'11", 190, and legit 190. Uh, I can tell you right now, Quadri Henderson's not 190 pounds. There's, there's, no, there's no. absolutely no way. Um, no, he's a but but he, he's much more electric. He can fly. Uh, anytime you get those super you know, pocket rocket size guys, so that's a little scary. So, uh, I, Joe, I totally agree with you. His his best trait is speed. So now go out and show us how fast you are because that's, what, yeah, that's it, what's going to get you drafted. Even Isaiah McKenzie, right, last year from Georgia, this is kind of a similar situation where he's an underclassman that declared he's fi- – uh, McKenzie at the NFL Combine checked in at 5'7", 173. With 28 inch arms, he ran 4.42, and uh, you know he's he's had a chance here with the Broncos, but you know I, again I don't know if he's getting a lot of opportunities within strength. So he's going to have to prove that speed and prove he can be a return guy, dynamic return guy in the NFL. 
Tell you what, he's going to be fun to use in Madden, though. Everybody <laughs> loves that team speed in Madden. So yeah. Yeah, he's got that going for him. Yeah. Um, guy who's probably not going to be used for his team speed, yeah, Hayden Hurst, tight end South Carolina. He's got some wheels, but he, he's not challenging to, to win an island at the Combine this year if they do that stupid giveaway again. Um, Hayden Hurst. Um, this is a guy we've talked about on the show a pretty fair amount. Uh, really like uh, the athletic skill set that he brings. He's still newer to football. You know, obviously played it as a youth, uh, played a couple years minor league baseball, older prospect now. So I'm, I'm a fan of older prospects if you have a strong season and you want to try and optimize your, your value and your profile to teams. Don't wait until you're 25. And Hayden Hurst is a good example of this where uh, Hurst is an older prospect. He had a good year. I wouldn't say he had like a great year. And this is, this is shaping up to be a pretty strong tight end group altogether. Uh, but if you wait and come back, teams are going to feel by the time you hit your mental prime, you're going to be past your physical prime. So time is of the essence for somebody like Hayden Hurst, Joe. And, and I really, really like the decision here to come out, declare, shoot your shot, right? Like he gave baseball a shot, didn't work out, walked on South Carolina. All of a sudden he's he's like the best uh, offensive prospect on the team, depending on how you feel about Debo Samuel. So um, I like this move from Hurst. I think this is just like Derwin James. Uh, I think this is a good declare. Yeah, it's it's a definitely one that I support, definitely considering his age. I, I saw South Carolina – uh, twice this year, and uh, yeah, I think he's got he's got some movement, man. He's got some movement that uh, I think is going to impress people when he's uh, testing at at the combine. Um, I know we didn't prepare to talk about a whole lot more in these underclassmen, but man, how do we not mention Connor Williams, right? The offensive tackle for Texas, uh, one of is it three Texas underclassmen already, potentially Malik Jefferson joining. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a blue chip left tackle, man. Uh, this is a dude that can move. He's got great technique. He's got good power. He's got good size. He's got a good punch timing. I mean, it's all there. He's synced up from head to toe, and uh, this is this is one of the guys that you know you think can be a top ten pick in, in a franchise left tackle for somebody. And uh, like him, like him in zone, like him in in gap stuff. I mean, he can protect. I mean, I think he's total package. Obviously, the injury this year was not ideal, but he bounced back and probably had his best games of the season post injury. And uh, uh, you know, I think you probably agree with me when I say this is one of the potential blue chippers in this class. Yeah, and I actually had had done a call for somebody connected with uh, coverage for Texas, asking me uh, my thoughts on him ending up skipping the bowl game and uh, Connor didn't have to come back from a meniscus injury. Connor came back. He proved he was healthy. Uh, He doesn't owe six and six Texas anything to go out and play in a meaningless bowl game. And I'm sorry, but unless you're playing like a a new year six bowl, I'm not going to hate on you skipping your bowl game. And if you're projected, projected top 15 top 20 pick i'm probably not going to hate on you skipping your bowl game unless you're playing for a national championship which is just i'm going to get that out there because i'm sure we're going to be talking about that plenty over the course of the next month when all these kids start announcing they're skipping their bowl games uh connor williams did not have to come back and to play two games after he tore his meniscus earlier this year he could have said, you know what, I'm going to pack it in i'm going to move to, to my training facility i'm going to start prepping for the nfl draft he didn't do that. He came back and finished his original commitment with his team. Joe, do you remember Charles Walker last year, Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Let, he had concussion issues. He left his team midseason and rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And Charles Walker, who at one point throughout the draft process last fall was being talked about as having potentially first-round talent, went undrafted, got cut by the Eagles. So he did the right thing. He came back. He finished his commitment to the team throughout the end of the regular season, the 12 games they signed up to play. And uh, instead of playing in some meaningless bowl game, he gets a three-week head start on his draft preparation, really proved that that he's healthy 100%, because it looked 100% when he was beating the tar out of West Virginia kids. So um, 
you know, I, I have no problems with, with Connor making the decision that he made regarding the bowl game, and I thought it was great to see him on the field. I love the decision to declare because I think this is a blue-chip player. Yeah, for sure. With you all the way. Yep. It's, I think, Joe, this is a perfect time to just put a bow on this podcast. You know, we had nice things to say about a kid. We both agree. <laughs> so before we get ourselves in any trouble, I'd like to thank you guys for taking some time out of your hump day or whatever day you choose to listen to today's episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. Uh, if you have any feedback, anything you'd like to hear us talk about on a future show, please do not be strangers. Uh, you can get at us on Twitter. Uh, I am always on Twitter. Joe is always on Twitter. He is at the Joe Marino. I am at NDT Scouting. You can keep track with all the latest and greatest that's going up on NDTScouting.com over at at NDT Scouting LLC on Twitter or just, you know, just go to the webpage. Why not, right? You can also swing over to FanRag Sports, check out what we've got up there. Uh, Joe and I are on the beat for college football, NFL, NFL draft. You name it, if it's got a pigskin, we're probably talking about it. So lots of great stuff to check over there as well. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, check back in with us on Friday. Uh, we're going to have some fun stuff to talk about, but I'm not going to tell you. You just have to show up and find out. I'm Kyle Crabb signing off for Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. the high fashion hotline hi my family's going to a concert in the park and we want our style to be the main attraction rock over to old navy old navy yep right now get up to 50 percent off jeans from 15 bucks for adults 10 bucks for kids at old navy and old navy.com up to 50 percent off jeans for the family that's music to my ears plus now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online pick up in store it's fun fast and free styles that take center stage and free pickup in store when i buy online old navy here we come high fashion old navy about 720 to 729 select styles only Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.